Count on the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts to recommend the best products for your vehicle and budget. Get maximum cooling system performance for 10 years or 300,000 miles with Peak Long Life Universal Pre-Mixed Antifreeze and Coolant. Save $7 after mail-in rebate, plus get two times O-Rewards points. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Limit supplies. See store for details. I switched to Boost Mobile and got a free Samsung Galaxy A23 5G phone. Want to know the best part? Uh, it was free? Nope. The fact that it's on America's largest 5G networks? Nope. It's the ding. Oh, yeah. Love the ding. Right? It's all about the ding. It's the dingarooski, the dingarona, the ring-a-ding-ding. Unleash your power to save with Boost. Get a free Samsung Galaxy A23 5G phone when you switch. Boost Mobile. Unleash your power. And the ding. Limited time offer. New customers only. Available on select networks. 5G not available everywhere. One device per line. Tax excluded. Additional restrictions apply. See your local Boost Mobile store for details. Coming at you live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios. This is Old School. Sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. Broadcasting veteran Derek Pearson. When you find something that moves them, that makes them smile, celebrate it. That's your task. That's your superpower. Nebraska Football Hall of Famer Jay Foreman. Rifles a pass. It was tipped. It's picked off by Foreman. He's at the 15, 10, 5. He'll score! On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Four zero two four six four five six eight five. You can text in on the Starter Hammond text line. You can call in Honda Lincoln Hotline. Jay Foreman, Rico, myself, we will here be here for another hour. Um, here's a couple of things, and again, you can follow on the live video stream, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch. Um, couple of things. So as we as as we reach that point of the of of it's championship week for college football, and after watching. Husker women last night, after watching the men battle Ohio State, right. after watching the bowl games come into play, the question for me to you is, what's more important? What's the easiest way to change a program's location, elevation? Is it better coaches or better talent? Uh, I mean, that's hard because – you know, it's kind of like the chicken and egg thing, right? Mm-hmm. It, sometimes, you know, look, Nick, you know, one of the best quotes I've ever heard, Nick Saban, when it comes to money time, don't think – when it comes down to crunch time, don't think plays, think players. So that would say, okay, you got better players, you're just going to do it. Now, there's been plenty of teams that accumulated a bunch of good players and they just had, didn't have the chemistry, and that's where coaching comes in. So I think – I don't ever believe in picking one. I think you got to have both. You know, I'm sure there's a lot of good coaches out there that have zero talent and they're, you know, they're losing games and you're like, well, they're not a good coach. Then there's coaches that just rolled the ball out there. I mean, look at Mike Krzyzewski coaching when he first started at Duke with a little bit of talent, had to really, really coach versus when you're getting, you know, Zion Williamson and all these guys, you're just rolling the ball out there and say, look, man, just don't have more than eight turnovers and we're going to the NCAA championship, right? Or Kentucky. Right, all those NBA players, but they when it comes down crunch time, Calipari's clock management is always suspect, right? Um, because he hasn't done it all year, right? So <laughs> that comes into coaching, but you, you get to you win a lot of games just by out talented people. So I think it just varies. To be honest with you, depends on the sport because I think when you have a, a an individual that's so dominant, 
you can win a lot more games. So if you have a Michael Jordan in basketball, you still can be a very, very formidable team in the NBA. If you have a pitcher or pitcher, say a pitching staff that's really, really dominant and so-so hitting, you could be obviously a very, very dangerous out in, you know, baseball. And then hockey, say you got Wayne Gretzky or Crosby or somebody like that, you're always going to be there because you're just, you got that one bell cow. Now, if you want to correlate that to football, I think the Bo Pelini did a really good job. He had when he had when Indomitian Sue, then he you know had guys like you know Levante David, like Randy Gregory, but then on offense you had Rex Burkhead, you had Roy Hallou, um Taylor when he would before he got hurt. Um, then you had you know Westerkamp and those guys. So they use in Kenny Bell and all those Quincy Anunua, so, Quincy Anunua, and didn't even use Quincy enough. But yeah. what he would do is ride those guys. To the cows come home, one on offense, one on defense, and then had good players around him. I mean, I mean, let's get you know, but when he had one unit or one player, you did that. Um, but does that win you the ultimate goal? No, but to maybe change it quickly, you could do that. Um, but I think like the biggest thing when it comes to football, as far as coaching, is you got to be able to. This is just from experience, right? You got to have a coach that can galvanize different types of people, motivate different types of players, earn their trust in the sense of knowing when, I guess from a player, I always say like players have like senses, like, like animals, like look at them and know if they have the eye of the tiger, right? Same thing with coaches. When a coach is telling you something, even if it's something that maybe like a position coach is having to do because it coming down from like, and this is NFL from the owner or GM, but he's telling you, and he know he, you know, he's being truthful that you'll go and do it because you know, 75, 80% he's in there with you. Now he's knowing that you're going to, he's delivering a message that he might not believe in, but you know, this is for the betterment of the team. So big thing about coaching is having guys um, know that you're connected with them, that they will, when you step in there and you ask them to give them more, they know that you're that that they they want to give you more, and you can't really measure that. You just kind of just see it, and then um, so that leads to like you know the gutting out some victories or something like that. But then ultimately, ultimately, if you got a coach that's like that, right, you got to have players that are like that because it's just a trickle down effect. And you need somebody to, to to carry the message to places coach you can't get to. Right. But that's what I'm saying. You need those players and those true leaders that are those guys too, right? You can't be the guy that's always in front of the camera talking and saying everything, but then when it comes down to when you're working, when it comes down to putting the work, you're nowhere to be found or you're doing your own thing or you're not that true leader that you're saying, that you're showing, I guess social media or the media. Because that's where the big disconnect goes. What what happens when that player who isn't really the leader by action isn't really the leader by? Production? It just becomes a hollow message from them, right? Like, all right, all right, go ahead, finish doing what you're doing because the cameras are on. Well, but shouldn't shouldn't the coach reset that? You can, but you can't because, the, like, again, in the NFL, you can because it's a business. There is no time limitations. You got to think these guys are around each other more than the coaches are, are allowed per NCAA rules to be around them. And the, here's the thing is like sometimes you have to let that process go through and hopefully, you know, not, you know, take the bottom out of your boat because those are the type – I always say those guys work in twos and threes. So if they don't get their way, they're very manipulative to where they will take 
<laughs> one or two or three guys with them. So if they take one or two or three guys with them and kind of like infuse them their their personal beliefs on you, then now it's, that's how you spread, right? So then I just got two. Those two get two. Those other two get two. So next thing you know, you go from one to like twelve. It's like a big, pyramid scheme, right? It's a big part of your team. So um, the biggest thing, the biggest thing is sometimes you know players got to understand that you know you got to do things that you don't want to do. And that you, you, you know, you just, but you got to do it because you got to do it for the betterment of the team. And sometimes I think there's a disconnect there. So with the, with the, the, the new hires and, and the positions being filled, how much of the decision-making process in your mind should be about player engagement, how these coaches engage, not only just players, but Nebraska players. Oh, you got to engage all your players yeah. because even the guys that are from, different states, different backgrounds, you got to teach them what it means to be a Nebraska okay. Cornhusker. So it's everybody. Um, I always say you, you got to re-recruit the guys that are presently on the roster or guys that have been around, right? Because those are the guys you're going to ideally, hopefully, get the majority of the wins out of. And then obviously you just spent time re-recruiting or introducing yourself to the guys that are coming in freshly. So it's a lot of work to do, but it is engagement. It is being um, – truthful honest and also being very very clear what your expectations are and what their opportunity is you know what i'm saying um and and you know you can love i you can love a player and push him to the max As a matter of fact he'll love you more for doing that he might not like it when you're doing it because it's hard work but he'll recognize but he'll recognize it after he you know uh achieves success and you know, and that's the way you got to do. And that doesn't mean that you're always on them. That doesn't mean that you're always yelling at them. That means that you know, there's times that you joke around with them, and kind of deliver the message a different way. And but you're you're you know, it's not all, um, hard you know, so hard on them, and you know, keeping the, you know your thumb on them and keeping them down. It's expectations, pushing them hard, challenging them, hugging them, loving them. All it's all encompassing. It's a relationship, right? So, but when it comes down to it. When you're playing sports, it's hard. Okay, football is a hard sport. You got to be a hard man to play football. Okay, there is no softness. You got to be hard mentally. You got to be hard phys- physically. You got to be hard spiritually. What I like to call it is like your inner belief, right? So you got to be hard. Now that doesn't mean that if I'm off, that you know, say like I'm having a bad practice, I'm still getting in you, getting in your butt. But then also see that hey, there's might be something else going on that I can still pull you aside. Hey, look, man, I'm here for you. We're going to work through this together, but you know that we need to do better, right? Or how you deliver the message, or you know how you deliver the message, and always being there. Don't always be there when they mess up. Be there when they do well. Be there when it's so-so. Coach everybody the same, uh, in the sense of just your foundation, right? There is no, there is no leak. There is no leakage in your coaching. Now I have to coach DP different than, than I got to coach Rico, and Rico's got to coach me different than you got to coach DP. But that's your job as a coach. But you got to be in there and get guys to believe in you because there's going to be a time that you're going to go and you're going to need more out of it. I'm going to need – it's going to be it's going to be like that Buffalo game and say you're playing Purdue and it's hot as Hades out there. And I need you to give me everything you got mentally, which will lead to you physically, to us say, like, we got we to gotta get one more stop. All right, I know you're tired. Okay, I know you got to – bruised thigh or whatever it is but i'm gonna i need your physical i need i'm asking you to give me your body physically and mentally 
And so that connection there has got to be there. I know you got a broken jaw. I still need for you to delete it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and it's got to be. Right? And, it, and it can't be no questions asked. And so. <laughs> I know you got a broken jaw, but I need you to call plays out. Come on. <laughs> hey, man, you got to do what you got to do. It's, 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 I just think it's like one of those things that, uh, you know, coaching is a, a very hard thing. And, and, and um, I think sometimes the message gets. With these kids these days, I think it's it sometimes people just like, oh, well, they're, they're not the same, so you can't push them. Yeah, you can. You just got to push them in a different way. And to be honest with you, I always say this, athletes are adaptive. All right? If it's hard. Great athletes are adaptive. Well, yeah, because the good, <laughs> the, because the average ones and good ones, well, the average ones just want to be left alone. Right. You're not going to win anything with those. Right. We've had a lot, a lot of those guys, right? right? Want to go off and do their own thing and then want to be treated as if they're all Americans. Right. But just – in general, athletes are adaptive. As long as it's hard but fair, they'll be fine. But if it's hard but not fair or it's not truthful or they don't believe that you believe in them or you're really connected to them or that you're one of their guys, meaning uh, one of the best clips from, I call him Urbano Meyer, when he went to Ohio State, he asked him, like, how long? They asked him, how long till you got to get your guys? He's like, look, I'm the head coach. These are my guys. That's it. That's it. These are the groceries. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll go. To, we've got to get, punch in four segments in this. So we'll toward the break. When we come back, Jay, I'm going to ask you. Each room has its own personality, like each group, defensive backs, linebackers, et cetera. I want to go through those groups and figure out what the what, – what's the what's – the, how is that group different than the other groups? How they're coached, how they train, all of those things. We'll talk about that when we come back to old school. You're listening to Old School with DP and J. Download the mobile app and listen wherever you are on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. 